0: your book club where we read hood classics and good classics i'm derek one day my wife is probably going to start reading just so then the we read thing actually makes sense and y'all don't come to realize that i just mean me and the voices in my head i read them so they stay quiet um 916-633-1537 uh ratchet and ratchet at gmail.com uh, Ratchet Book Club on Twitter, uh, leave a review uh, at Podchaser. Just go ahead and type in the name of the show. Um, you can review episodes there, you can review whole shows there. Um, it doesn't matter if it's one star or five stars as launch, as you have a reason uh, for why you rated it the way you rated it. Uh, somebody on Apple left me fi- uh, left a four star review but didn't say why it's a four star review and I. I just want to say that as a completionist, that just, just gets under your skin really quick. Um, so, in the last chapter, um, Dalo found out that everybody was pregnant by him. I mean, shit, for a second, I felt a kick. Like, Daylo done knocked everybody up in the world. So, he's got Carmen, he's got uh, Annalise, and he's got Zakia all pregnant at the same time. Um, <laughs> that nigga's probably going home playing Akon. Knocked up, they won't let me out. No, no, even better, even better. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Let me try that again. They got knocked up because I won't pull out. Because I won't pull out. They got knocked up because I won't pull out magnums and I won't pull out. By the way, the pull out method doesn't work. Whether it's wars or sex, it doesn't work. Like, niggas just don't pull out. That's, that's the problem. I'm not going to go too deep into it, but I tried a few days ago, and I got a vasectomy. I'll just practice it. <laughs> Old habits die hard. Um, but yeah, he done got everybody and their mama pregnant, and um, now he's like, what am I going to do? What you should have done was wear a condom. Like, seriously, it's not rocket science. You need to just strap up at the sideshow. Like, I know, you know, I was listening to a song a few days ago uh, from Nas. I don't like Nas. Uh, shout out to Jolene from the It Goes Down the PM uh, podcast. Apparently she loves Nas, but mm-mm-mm. I think he's insipid and stupid. And I don't think he's had a good album since his first album. Jay-Z was right. Um, but I was listening to uh, If I Rule The World, because that is a bop. I won't lie. And I I finally really listened to what he's saying on If I Ruled the World. And one of the things he said that was, and If I Ruled the World is a song where he's talking about what a perfect society would look like to him. And one of the things he said was no rubbers. Like in a perfect world to him, there would be no condoms so niggas could just go raw whenever they wanted to. He didn't say anything about taking care of the kids. He just said no rubbers. So there's that. Um... Got a couple of uh, DMs. You can send me DMs on Twitter. Um, This is a book club, so I'm open to discussion at all times. Uh, Got a couple DMs from Roy. Uh, She's the host of the Let Me Tell You Something Bitch podcast. Um, And she said that um, Gavin could have gotten his own hotel room. Uh, he didn't have to go sell with Zakiya. She was catching back up through old episodes. Um, and she, she's right. Like, nigga, you don't have to shack up with somebody. You could have gotten your own hotel room. Like, Daylo did it. Dalo bought Zakiya a whole spot and then was like, deuces. Like, I'll see you next time. I'm, I'm going back to my own spot. Actually, he was probably going to Carmen's spot. Um, but yeah. Um, she also said that, um... I'm still shocked that kid knew his daddy's license plate number. Like, I, I don't know. I don't know how how Deshaun knows his daddy's license plate number when he's five. Five-year-olds don't even know. Um, I'm not saying that five-year-olds are. Five-year-olds are empty vessels. They'll put whatever you put in their head. they will They will keep there. But five-year-olds don't even know not to pee on the side of the toilet seat. On the side of the toilet on themselves so yeah um she also said it's crazy that Annalise's husband and best friend are the exact same person that is absolutely right uh she said that Annalise attracts deception which yes yes like everybody that comes into her circle is just like not a good person at all except Tara and she doesn't want to talk to Tara because Tara's gonna put her straight to nobody wants to talk to Tara and what happened to Tracy like Tracy popped up once per book and it's like let's get together and then they're like yeah girl and they never actually do um Gavin was dead wrong for putting hands with Akia I still don't feel bad for her though Annalise is not going back to that nigga and she's definitely pregnant with Dalos baby too this is a mess and again this is an earlier chapter um Joe was definitely gonna take Michaela back and I think it was that it was better for him to hear it from Tommy. Um, at least that means your wife was still trying to protect the marriage. She was trying to protect her interests. I don't think that she even looked at it as, as a marriage. She looked at it as her interest because she had no love for Joe. Like everything she says about Joe was just straight up disrespectful until she got caught. And then all of a sudden, why did I step outside of my marriage? Um Also, yeah, punk ass. Uh, Gavin can catch hands wherever he's at. If I saw somebody on the street named Gavin right now, ooh, I better not say that because Gavin Newsom is our, our governor. I don't need nobody knocking on my door even though they catch hands. In proxy. I'd be thinking it. I'd be... Telekinesis. If if telekinesis was a thing, folks, ooh, I wish I could just call somebody and ghost dad him through the phone. Just just ghost dad choke him through the phone. Ooh, I can't talk about that no more either because Bill Cosby's a fuck up. Damn it, Bill, you just ruined my entire childhood. (sighs) I hope Gavin is sterile, bitch nigga. Hey, you ain't wrong. That nigga needs to not have kids. Like, that would be great. I hope the niggas just start kicking him in the balls every time. Every time, like DeLo got kicked in the balls. Why can't Why can't Gavin get kicked in the balls? Lace that nigga up once or twice. But uh, now we are on chapter sixteen. Michaela, after spending the last couple days at the hospital without, yeah, that's the other thing. After Annalise shot Tommy. Michaela decided that it was more important for her to go spend time with this stalking ass nigga than to be with her friend who just protected her life. Yeah, I know I talked about that last chapter too, but she gets on my nerves, so she can get it. After spending the last couple of days at the hospital without washing my ass and barely sleeping, I was irritated to the max. Then to get back to Annalise's and find Dalo's car parked on the street. Quickly pulling up in the driveway on the side, I got out and stepped heavily to the door expecting to see Dalo on the outside of the house, not on the inside. Barging in just as Annalise was putting him out, I made sure to cut his ass out for coming by when he was told over and over again not to. You mean like Tommy? You mean like Tommy was? You mean like Tommy, right? No, you don't mean Tommy? Cool. That was the thing with these young dudes. They were hard-headed, just like kids. Are you okay? I asked Annalise once I saw that she had been crying. He didn't upset you or, or put his hands on you, did he? Hell no, Michaela. I wish he would. She laughed and cried all at the same time. I'm just upset about something else. Annalise tried to tell me something, but I was too distracted by my ringing cell. It was a ringtone that only one person had. Joe. Sorry, Lisey. This is my husband. I gotta take this. I cheered as I answered and walked over to the guest house. Hello? Hey, Michaela. Joe greeted, sounding grim. Hey, I've been trying to call you. I miss you guys so much, I happily confessed. I was just reaching out to check on you to make sure that you're good. It was wrong for me to just cut shit off like that, but I needed time and space to think. I understand, and I'm so sorry, Joe. I apologize again. I miss you, and I love you. I miss you, and I love you too, Michaela. But it's not that simple, he sighed. Now that I got you on the phone, I really don't think I'm ready to talk about it yet. Okay. I can respect that, I replied, trying to be understanding. But the kids, how are they? Can I talk to them? I don't think that's a good idea. And why not? I snapped defensively. Those are my kids too that we're discussing. How is talking to me not a good fucking idea? That's what I wanted to know. How is that? Talking to him is only going to confuse them. Hell, I'm still confused by your actions, Michaela. Maybe calling you was a bad idea. It's too soon. Joe hung up on me without letting me get another word out. There was nothing I could do to get through either because no matter how many times I called him back, he wasn't going to answer, and he may have even cut his phone off. Now, more frustrated than ever, I climbed out of my clothes and went to shower. While I was in there, I thought about the shooting that occurred here. Thankfully, the floors were tiled and easy to clean, leaving no trace of the incident, but the visions of that day will forever haunt me. Shutting off the water, I shook my thoughts and dried off to get dressed into something more comfortable. The shower made me feel fresh and clean, but my inside still felt dirty. The whole thing with Tommy was fucking with me. I had to get out of that guest house. As I gathered some of my things to take back over to the main house, my cell rang. Instantly assuming it was Joe calling back, I shot to my phone and answered it without checking to see who it actually was. Hello? Michaela? A sassy voice snapped on the other end. It was no one other than Tommy's Auntie Sophia. She was his mother, Anna's younger sister, and they were both ghetto as hell. For this chick to be calling me, it had to mean that there was a change in Tommy's condition. Cutting her off, I asked her how he was. Tch. Damn, if you give me a chance to speak first, little girl, she had the nerve to say, and with a bad attitude at that, after her and her sister took two whole days to show up in Portland. What is it, Sophia? I answered, ready to hear some bad news. His mama didn't want to call you, but I thought I should, she said, and then made a smacking noise afterwards. (sniffs) Tommy was responding, and he opened his eyes. The only reason I'm telling you is because he called your name. Anxiously grabbing my keys, I shot up to the hospital without saying a word to Annalise. I did send her a text explaining when I parked in the parking garage near the front entrance of Emmanuel Hospital. Scurrying as fast as my feet could carry me, I rushed to Tommy's room only to enter and get the stare down by his mama. You called that girl Sophia? Well, Tommy called out for her, so. So, nothing. She's the reason he's in here fighting for his life. He came running after this bitch out of love and her friend shot him. Left him for dead until the medics came for my baby. I saw it all in the news. Get out, bitch! Anna yelled loudly enough to make Tommy squirm in the bed. But suddenly, his eyes opened and he looked right at me while his mom continued to cuss me out. As his body convulsed, the monitors went wild and now Anna was really flipping out. Turned around to leave as the doctor flew in to assist Tommy. His mother came and got me in the headlock from behind. Her grip was so strong that I couldn't breathe. One of the nurses called for security while the other one helped the doctor work on Tommy. Well, at that damn minute, I was the one who needed assistance. I needed someone to get this bitch off me. Anna! Anna! Security is coming! Let her go! I heard Sophia yell as I clawed at Tommy's mother's neck to turn me loose. Holding on tight, Anna didn't release me until two guards came rushing in and tackled her ass. Took her straight to the floor and handcuffed her. Fuck pressing charges. And at this moment, fuck Tommy too. Nothing in the world was about to make me stick around for such foolishness. I just want to stop right there. Just real quick. Scurrying as fast as my feet could carry me. You know who else scurries? Fucking rats. Fucking rats. That's what you are. You're a rat ass motherfucker. I don't, man. Ma'am, we need a statement. One of the guards yelled out. Get it from those crazy bitches, because I'm out of here, I yelled frantically and took the stairs down instead of the elevator. The way I was feeling, I didn't need to be around anyone until I calmed down, because right now, I wanted to explode. I can't believe this shit, I hollered when I got in my car and closed myself inside. Tommy, I pray for you and your soul, but I gotta go. I can't do this. I realize now, again, that's me. That fooling around with Tommy not only ruined my life, but the life of all those around us. Look how things turned out. Look where he landed himself. It wasn't Annalise's fault for shooting him. It was his fault for coming to Portland and entering the guest house like that. How did I know he wasn't trying to harm me? He came right in and came at me. All I was trying to do was get him up off me. He should have just got up off me. Is it Uchiwali or is it one mic? Breaking completely down, I sat there for the next half hour crying. The only thing that made me stop was thinking about my family in Houston. Joe and the kids were my world and now I needed to focus on that. Drying my tears, I started my car up and headed back to the estate to talk to Annalise. I wanted to apologize to her about how I acted behind her shooting Tommy and also find out what was going on with her. Lately, Annalise had been doing nothing but crying and vomiting. If my notions were correct, I knew her head was all messed up, especially if Dela was in the equation. On my way to the estate, I stopped by the store and got everything I could think of that would help a pregnant woman with nausea. From ginger ale to ginger snaps, crackers, and soup. You name it! I got it. Walking to Annalise's house 20 minutes later with my hands full of bags, I called out her name. Lise! I'm in my room, Michaela," she yelled back. Setting the groceries down the kitchen, I slung my handbag over the swivel stool and went to see what was up with Annalise. Lisey, I called as I slowly eased her bedroom door open. You okay, boo? Yeah, but I should be asking you the same thing. Where you get those scratches from? She asked. Don't worry about that. Are you okay? Where did you go? I went out to the guest house looking for you, she said. I didn't think you would want to stay out there after what happened. I'm so sorry, Michaela. No, don't be, I urged and went to hug her. I just wanted to get her focused on something other than where I was. I already gathered my shit to bring it back in here. Well, the guest room is still yours, she offered as she sniffled and hugged me again. Thanks, Lisey. While we both cried together, we let it all out. When we finally finished apologizing to one another, we dried our tears. Now, it was time for me to pop the question. So, Lisey... Uh, you want to tell me something, or do you want me to just come out and ask? Ask me what, she gasped like she was busted. See, that's what I thought, I laughed. What, Annalise responded as she didn't know what I was getting at. What, I mocked. I'm talking about you being pregnant. Huh, she stuttered. What? Here we go with that shit. Lisey, are you pregnant or not? Because I done went to the store and got you all this shit to make your stomach feel better. Unless you brought me an abortion pill, ain't shitting in them bags gonna make my stomach feel better, boo. She cried. I knew it, Lisey. I told her, then embraced her, because now I need to confirm who the father was. You's a nosy-ass motherfucker, like seriously. You haven't slept with Gavin since you moved here, have you? Hell no. So, it's Delos. Wow. I can't imagine how you're feeling, but I'll be here for you. At least until Joe comes for me. You talked to him? He called? Annalise questioned, becoming all bright eyed. Yes, and it was brief. I'm not going to get my hopes up, but it is a start, I said, and then explained about my conversation with my husband and how he kept me from talking to the kids. Wow. How do you feel about that? Annalise asked. How do you think I feel? Those are my kids too, Leesy, but he won't let me talk to him because he claims that the conversation with me it might confuse him. Wow. He said that? Yes. I don't know how talking to me will confuse our children. Hell, I'm sure they're confused now and wondering where I am. I'm sure they're wondering the same thing. They're kids, so they have to be looking for me. It's like I just up and disappeared. I don't like them feeling that way at all, I said. I can only imagine. It'll work out. Joe was just hurt, but at the end of the day... He loves you. Love conquers all, right? Sometimes. Sometimes love ain't enough. Not in y'all's case, though. Just give him a little more time. Joe's not gonna just give up on the marriage like that. You guys have kids in over 10 years of history, she said. So did you and Gavin, and look what happened, I said. Please don't use me and Gavin as an example. And he cheated with someone who's supposed to be related to me. Plus, We didn't have anything like kids to think about, boo. It's really not the same thing. I know it's not the same. I'm going to give Joe as much time as he needs. I know cheating on him wasn't the right thing to do. I didn't realize how much I loved him until our marriage was actually in jeopardy. That saying, you never realize what a good thing you have until it's gone. It rings so true with us, I said. So how's Tommy, she asked. He flatlined while I was in the room earlier, girl. Oh, my God. Are you okay? Not really. His mom attacked me. What? You're kidding, right? Hell no, I'm not kidding. That bitch had me in the headlock and everything. If it wasn't for the nurse and security, she probably would have done some serious damage to this beautiful face, Lisey. Trust me, that bitch is crazy. No wonder Tommy acts the way he does, I said. Damn. So, is Tommy going to be okay? Annalise asked. I don't think they were able to revive him, but I really don't know because I left. At that moment, my phone started ringing. I was almost afraid to answer it. With trembling hands, I finally picked up. Hello? Michaela, this Sophia. I just wanted to let you know that Tommy died earlier. Oh my God, I gasped. I had a feeling he was dead, but hearing that just made me feel it differently. Yeah, Anna would be pissed if she knew I was calling you, but I just felt you should know. Thank you for calling me. I'll keep you and your family in my prayers, I said. Thanks. I'll do the same for you. After I ended the call, tears immediately started spilling from my eyes. That shit hit different now. Mm, nah. It, fuck you. All nah. Mm Mm-mm. Mm -mm. Mm -mm. First of all, I got a problem with her talking about, um, I I don't know how talking with me will confuse my children. Hell, I'm sure they're confused now and wondering where I am. You're, You're the one who literally packed up and decided to just hop a flight to Portland. Joe didn't do that. You literally packed up and left the state. You didn't move into a hotel. You didn't move into a motel. You didn't move into a Holiday Inn. You moved into Portland, from Texas. And took everything you could. Including cash. Like you robbed the nigga. Nah. I don't feel bad for you. I don't feel bad for. Well, I feel bad for Tommy forever getting wrapped up with your ass. But I don't feel bad for him either. Because what he did in the end was some fuckboy shit. And he deserved to get shot. And for you to finally turn around and think, okay, Annalise was probably right in shooting him once his mom attacks you, that's also selfish. You're a selfish ass person. But at least now I know Joe ain't going to get murdered. Hopefully his mom catches up with you, though. I said what I said. Chapter 17 Annalise. All the shit that Michaela was going through wasn't shit compared to what I was about to go through. There I was, praying about some young nigga to had my sister knocked up too. Cause he won't pull out, no. Cause he won't pull out. This is just like some ghetto hood shit I read about in them urban fiction books that I had stored on my Kindle. That's crazy cause I'm reading about some ghetto hood shit that I'm reading about on my Kindle. Huh. We the same. Now, I would never doubt that shit in them books again. What those authors wrote about sometimes seemed so far-fetched. But after going through this, I saw it wasn't so fake. These things were happening in everyday folks' lives. Message. While I sat there in deep thought, Michaela's phone rang and caused me to glance her way. Right off, I wondered who was calling. From the expression on her face, I could tell that it had something to do with Tommy. Don't get me wrong, I didn't want the dude to die. I would have never wanted to kill him purposely. It was just that when I heard Michaela screaming, I grabbed my gun and took off running. I didn't know what was going on in the house. All I knew was that I needed to hurry and get down there to save my friend. When I got down there to the guest house and saw Tommy all on Michaela like that, I panicked and just shot. When I saw him still moving, to me it was in a threatening manner, so I fired off again. I was scared to death when I saw all the blood. Then I wondered if I was going to be arrested and thrown in jail or something. I had bad nerves until the cops left. Now, with Michaela sitting there with that somber and incredulous look on her face, I knew she had received bad news. What's going on? I asked. Tommy's dead, she said. Well aware that Michaela was still feeling some kind of way towards me for killing him. I wasn't sure if I should hug her or what. Putting all that shit to the side and concentrating solely on my best friend's needs... I decided she might need some comfort. Confident that she truly did have feelings for that man to some capacity, I moved closer to her and put my arm around her shoulder. Are you okay? I I. I don't know how to feel. I mean, I wish that boy dead so many times since he started trying to come between me and my family. But I never wanted this to happen. I know. I'm so sorry for the part I played in it. I never meant I know, Lisey. You're not a murderer, she said. I know killing Tommy wasn't your intent when you came into the guest house. Wow. Before that moment, I never considered myself to be a murderer. Yeah, Tommy was dead and I was the one responsible, but I was protecting my friend. If he hadn't come on my property and he wasn't harming her, I would have never pulled the trigger. You're right. I never meant to kill him. I just wanted to stop him from attacking you. And you did. But I know you didn't mean to do it. Please don't worry yourself about it. Especially since you can't change it. Do you think I should tell Joe about this? She asked. I mean, wouldn't it be best if he hears it from me instead of on the news? I guess so. Will he answer his phone though? That's a better question. I don't know but I don't want to be accused of keeping more secrets from my husband. I feel you on that. Let me go call him. I'll be back. Good luck, I said. When Michaela disappeared into the guest room, I turned on the TV to try and distract my thoughts. Our lives were so screwed up right now. I had lost my husband, fucked a young dude and got pregnant by him. A dude who didn't have shit and also had two kids with my so-called sister who was also pregnant by him. That was some straight bullshit. And now, Michaela's lover had died because I shot him. She was separated from her husband because Tommy had opened his big mouth and told Joe that him and Michaela were sleeping together. She was missing her kids, her house, and family because of a young kid. The more the grim situation played in my head, the more I thought about terminating this pregnancy. Especially because of who the father was and the circumstances around it i never wanted children before because me and Gavin's relationship had been shaky for a while. I was beginning to think that God had blessed me with this baby for a reason. I lost Gavin. Taylor was never mine to begin with, so technically, I was left to make this decision myself. Maybe God gave me this baby so I wouldn't be alone. For whatever reason, he decided to let me get pregnant right now and I was just going to embrace it. I didn't need Gavin or Dalo in my life to be happy. I had my little one growing inside me. I placed my hand on my belly even though I wasn't showing yet. Just knowing that I had a baby in there made me smile. While sitting there basking in my dreams, Michaela returned to my room about 15 minutes later looking sad. Did he pick up? I asked. Yeah, we actually had an interesting conversation. About what? Well, Joe said somebody had broken into the house. He even had to fire his gun at the intruder. Oh my, when was this, I asked. The day before Tommy showed up here, she said. You think he broke into your house? Think about it, Lisey. Someone broke into the house and the next day he shows up here? How else would he have known where you lived? I know darn well I didn't give him that information, she insisted. Wow, Tommy was really doing the most, I gasped in disbelief. It was hard to believe that that nigga was pussy whipped to that extent. I mean, if Michaela wanted nothing to do with him, why couldn't he just move on? There had to have been some girl out there his age that would have been more than happy to put up with his psychodrama. This fixation he had on Michaela was crazy. Then I spoke with Tara because she had called to find out why I was really out here. I had been ducking and dodging her and my cousin Nina since shit started happening. Well... I haven't spoken to Nina, but your sister reached out to me a couple times too. Luckily, I didn't mention anything about you or Joe because I thought for sure you had told her already, Michaela. Oh, I didn't want to tell anybody what was going on with me and Joe. I was hoping that I could just slip back home and me and Joe could move on without anybody finding out about our little separation. What happened? Tara went past the house looking for me because I haven't been answering her calls. Now you know your sister hates to be ignored. Yeah, I know. I just, I didn't think she'd go by the house looking for me, she said. Shit, she probably thought Joe had killed you, I said. She said she was worried about me, so she went by the house and Joe told her that I was here. So she called to find out what was going on. What'd you tell her? The truth, she said. I didn't want her to read about our little incident in the paper or watch it on the news. Damn, what'd she say? You know how Tara is. She went to a whole bunch of I told you so and you knew better. Just a whole lot of shit that I didn't want to hear, Michaela explained. Damn, sis, I'm really sorry that all this stuff's happening to you. You got a lot going on too, she reminded. Yeah, I'm glad you're here though. I don't know what I'd do without you right now. Girl, as much as I'm happy to be here with you, I hate the time he showed up over here. What's done is done, sis. We can't turn the hands of time or rewind, I said. We just gotta move forward. What are you gonna do about Dalo? I know he's your baby daddy, but I don't like him using you. He's not using me. He is using you. I mean, do you know he's still sleeping with Zakia, right? He left with her the other day, she argued. Right. But he explained that. He said the only way he could get her off my property was to leave with her. And you bought that. I know he's lying to you, so please don't believe him. He's not sleeping with Zakia. How do you know that, Lisi? Because he told you? Niggas lie all the time, especially that nigga. What do you want me to do, Michaela? What if he is telling the truth? What if he isn't? I think you should go talk to Zakia, she said before I interrupted. Talk to Zakia? Why do I need to talk to that bitch? To find out she's still sleeping with Dalo. Girl, that bitch will just lie to me, so I don't fuck with him no more, I said. Not if she finds out you pregnant too, Michaela enlightened. That's the last thing I want to share with her. I know. But she'll eventually find out. It's best to get all your cards out on the table now. Ugh. Lisey, he could be over there with her right now. He's using the fact that you and her don't speak to hide his indiscretions. Don't let him get away with that shit. He's smarter than that. Beat his dumbass at his own game, she advised before leaving out of my room. I'm going to let you get some rest and think about what I said. As much as I didn't want to listen to Michaela, she had a point. What if Dela was counting on my hatred for Zakia to keep me from finding out they were still sleeping together? I had to know if he was playing me, even if it meant consorting with the enemy. Doing something I would never done before, I got online, pulled up my Verizon account, and scanned over Gavin's calls. Although we were no longer on the same one, I was still able to access older statements. It didn't take long at all to find the Portland numbers. There were only two listed, and the majority of calls were to and from a particular one. It had to be Zakiya. With Michaela gone to the guest room, I had the privacy that I needed. Now, I guess I had a phone call to make. Yep, yep, yep. So, this shit is just getting stupid. There's seven more chapters, I guess. Not well, chapter 18. Chapter 18, Zakia. You should have been done, return my calls to tell me some shit like this, Zakia. You could have texted me back or something. I didn't know what was going on with you, Berinda fussed as I sat talking to her on the phone about Annalise, Gavin, Dalo, and that bitch Carmen. As I began to reply to her statement, someone chimed in on my other line. Not recognizing the number right off, I assumed it was Dalo. Hold on, Berenda, I said and then clicked over. Hello? Zakia, a familiar voice, called out. This is Annalise, I'm calling out in peace, not to argue. Ain't this a bitch. After you done took my daddy's money and his house, threw me and my kids out on the street, and tried to take my baby daddy. Zakiya, I'm not calling to argue with you. I just wanted to apologize. Keep your fucking sorry, bitch. I'm trying to apologize for the way everything went down. For what? To clear your conscience? I snapped. Is that going to make you feel better? Because it's not going to make me feel better. And if you're doing it to get Daylo back. Look, Zakiya, I'm not going to sit on the phone and argue with you when you're too dumb to be getting smart with me. And another thing, little girl, I don't want Dalo back. Let's just make that crystal fucking clear. All I want to do is let you know that I'm pregnant by Daylo, too. What the fuck did you just say? I was steaming mad as I hopped up from my bed. I just knew I hadn't heard that bitch correctly. I'm having Dalo's baby too, Annalise repeated sounding all sad and shit. It wasn't like she was calling a brag because she definitely didn't sound a lick of a bit of happy. Walking from wall to wall in my bedroom, I allowed the tears to flow freely. My feelings were crushed even more, and I didn't know how to handle it without screaming and yelling. So instead, I tried to deliver the favor and make that bitch of a sister of mine feel the pain that I was feeling. Well... It looks like there's going to be three of us walking around Portland pregnant by the same baby daddy. Damn, that nigga Delo's dick game was good, but fuck, he got us all caught up. Say what? Did you say three? Annalise gasped. Yes, I sure the fuck did, I clarified. You, me, and this Hispanic bitch named Carmen who's apparently going to be the first to deliver. I can't believe him. Shit, I can't believe his ass either. I can't believe your ass either, Annalise. Me, she screamed, we may be related by blood, but I don't know you. Bitch, I don't know you either. Matter of fact, why the hell you even call me? To rub that shit in my face? I barked ready to snatch that hole through the phone if I could. Ghost Dad. What the hell was her angle for calling me anyway? Why the fuck would she call me and tell me some shit like that if she wasn't trying to clown me? Look, Zakia, I'm not your bitch, and you were right when you said I was from the hood. I've been reminded during my stay here in Portland, and I'll be glad to remind your tart ass too, ho. Annalise shot nastily. Bitch, I know you ain't calling me tart, because I don't stink. Ask your baby daddy. He eats this pussy with no damn problem. I clapped back. That bitch had heart over the phone, but I bet a thousand bucks she wouldn't say that shit to my face. That I did know. She could try me if she wanted to, but then we'd be two brawling pregnant women, and I can guarantee the outcome wouldn't be nothing nice. I should have known there was no use talking to your ghetto ass. You ain't nothing but a ignorant bitch, Annalise snapped. And you just as ignorant, bitch, cause you knocked up by the same nigga that your sister is, and must I mention I already have two by him, so you the home wrecker. I'm the home wrecker, bitch, I know you playing. Your trifling ass busted up my whole fucking marriage sleeping with my damn husband. Bye, bitch, she yelled and hung up on me. That reconnected me with Berinda, who was still holding on my other line. Why the hell you keep me on hold so long, girl, she huffed. As I explained to Berinda about the conversation I just had with Annalise, she busted out laughing. Yeah, and I didn't find a damn thing amusing. What's so funny, I questioned. You, girl. You and your sister. Oh, and that bitch Carmen, too, Brenda giggled. That nigga Daylo been getting around. Pushing babies up in everybody around town. Community dick-ass nigga. Shit, I wouldn't be surprised if another chick popped up, knocked up. You know what, Brenda? What? You know I ain't lying, Zakia. You may not be, but you are my fucking friend. You're not supposed to be making fun of my situation. You're supposed to be here for me. For what? A shoulder to cry on, she clowned. You knew what it was with Dale up from the jump. Once a cheater, always a cheater. The only advice I can give either of y'all is to go get tested. If that nigga's fucking everybody raw, no telling what he's spreading. That was it for Brenda. She had pushed me to the limit, and for that, I pushed that red phone icon of hung up on her ass. The nerve of her. Placing my phone on the bed, I heard a text alert. Reading it, I turned up my face. Fuck, I forgot she had my kids. Sucking it up for another day of peace, I went ahead and apologized for the way I had acted. Part of me really was sorry, but the other part of me was ready to fight. Not Berinda, but Carmen and Annalise. Those two bitches, I wanted to beat the brakes off they asses. Still pacing in anger, I tossed my phone back on the bed only for it to ring. Trying to ignore it was useless because after the third call, I finally picked it up. Bitch, you just ain't gonna learn, Dayloe hollered and began cussing me out. Why, because Annalise called me to tell me that she was pregnant and I told her about Carmen, I snapped? Is that why, Dayloe? What? "'Lisey called you and told you that shit? I know you fucking lying, he hissed. You ain't nothing but a shit starter, and I pray our daughter don't pick up that fucked up trait from yo ass. Who the fuck are you to talk, Dayloe? Fucking community dick-ass nigga, I yelled right back. You better hope none of your sons take after you. Look at the careless moves you've been making. Fucking all of us without a condom. You don't know what them bitches got or any other hoe you've been fucking. See? That's just why I don't fuck with you like that, Zakia. Your mouth. Your smart-ass motherfucking mouth, Dalo said and hung up. I was fine with me because I do not want to talk to him anyway. Sorry-ass nigga. Why the hell couldn't my baby be by Gavin? I cried out loudly. Why, Lord? The whole thing's a circle. Gavin, chapter 19. Bitch-ass Gavin. Punk-ass Gavin. Several days later. My personal life may have been fucked up beyond repair, but life in general was manageable. The new job I had acquired at a prestigious law firm located in downtown Portland was not only well-paying, but the office they gave me was insane. It had an incredible view from the 10th floor. Kicking back at my desk, I spun around and took in the sights of the Rose City. In a way, I really did miss how beautiful and green it was here. Riding from my chair, I went inside my private full bathroom and washed my hands before I went to lunch. Thinking about trying the diner next door, I headed out of my office and down the hallway. "'What's going on, Gavin?' James, the only other black in our firm, asked. "'You heading to lunch?' Yeah, I was going to go to that little cafe next door. Well, good thing I caught you first, huh? Annalise said from behind. Turning to face her, I noticed a glow. Somebody must have been keeping her happy because she was radiating beauty with every step towards me. I was in a daze till she opened up her trap again. Gavin, here are the divorce papers. Please look them over and sign them. soon. Annalise straight clowned me and James let me know as soon as she walked off. How the hell you fucked that up, man? He asked with his eyes still on my wife's backside. It wasn't like he didn't have a reason to look. The way Annalise came up in here dressed, one would think she was going to the damn club. The skirt was way too tight and short while her low-cut oversized blouse showed off her nice rack. She was doing the most and I wanted to check her on it. "'Man, I'll tell you later,' I huffed and chased after Annalise with the papers in hand. "'What, Gavin?' she asked as I got in the elevator with the right as the door was about to close. "'Why do you come here and embarrass me like that?' I huffed. "'It's the only way to show you I'm serious. It's been over, Gavin, so why prolong the inevitable?' "'Are you serious, Lisey?' I questioned as we stepped out into the lobby area. "'Dead serious, Gavin. Now sign the papers,' she hissed again and kept right on walking." Chasing after her like a damn puppy, I continued to plead for another chance. That shit right there only made it worse. Sign the divorce papers, Gavin. You're an attorney, so you know how this works, Annalise yelled as soon as we got outside. All eyes were on us, and I suddenly lost any appetite that I had. Embarrassed was an understatement, and the only choice that I had was to retreat back into my office. Going back inside obviously wasn't the right thing to do, because as soon as I got inside, here comes James. He was laughing and it made me join him. Women are crazy like a motherfucker, he said first. Just come up to a man's job and put all his business in the air. It's cool though. If she want a divorce, that's what I'm going to give her. Shit, ain't nobody going to keep chasing after her when she acting spoiled and don't want to listen. I said, making it up as I went along. To make what I was saying seem legit, I went ahead and signed them damn divorce papers right in front of James. Slamming the ink pen down on top of him, I kicked back at my desk and forced a smile. See, it ain't nothing but a thing. We ain't got kids or asses together, so she can't get shit out of me. (laughs) Shit. It didn't seem like she wanted or needed anything from you. She walked up in here with all the confidence in the world, and you just let her walk out? James pressed with a raised brow. I hope you don't go to court making no bullshit decisions like that one. As James turned to leave, I thought about what he was saying. But then again, he didn't know me or Annalise, and he certainly didn't know what had gone down. If he did, he would really call me a fuck-up, and that I'd had to accept when I looked in the mirror each day. Kicking myself even harder than I ever had, I closed my eyes and prayed about it all. Like they said, let go and let God. That was what I did. Although I wasn't a church-going man, I was a God-fearing one. My faith had been tested time and time again, and each time, I learned from it. This last challenge was the ultimate test, and I failed it miserably. Where I would go from here, I had no idea. Until I found out, I would tread lightly in the dating game. Shit, I grunted as I felt my stomach rumble. Let me go get something to eat. Heading out, I dropped the divorce documents in the mail and went over to the diner next door. As I was entering, Annalise was leaving with a smile on her face while waving at somebody inside. Hurting to see who it was, I saw nothing but one black guy in the middle of a bunch of white folks. That guy was James, and he was grinning just as hard as Annalise was. To avoid seeming insecure, I ignored him sitting there and went to the counter to order a meal to go. That way I didn't have to sit up in nobody's face and act fake. It was apparent that James was trying to hit on Annalise. The shit was rubbing me the wrong way and it took everything in me not to go check his ass. Assuming that he caught the dirty look that I shot his way, I turned my head when he came my way. Keeping him moving towards the exit, I felt his presence behind me. What's good? You still salty that old girl clowned you like that? James laughed. Old girl is still my wife and right now you being real disrespectful, bruh. I shot ready to get aggressive. Co-worker or not, this nigga just overstepped, and I was ready to chin-check him if he said one more foul word to me. That was how mad this fool had me. Gavin, pipe down, man. You just signed the papers, and you two are splitting up, so why are you acting funky just because I said a few words to her? James, I don't know what you did or didn't say to her, but until our divorce is final, back the hell off, I warned. I warned. Whoa, he said, backing up with his hands held high, creating yet another scene outside the workplace. Cut. That shit was enough to get the word back to my boss, and as quickly as they hired me, they fired my black ass. (laughs) Oh, and that mark-ass Jane stood there the whole time smiling. I guess you wanted to keep your spot as the only monkey up in this zoo, I clowned one last time before I got the hell out of there. Fuck that office and fuck the job was the way that I felt when I stomped out of there. That termination was just an inspiration for me to start my own private firm the way I planned. Only none of them. That firm wore that bitch Annalise, I scoffed getting in my car to leave. All I could do was shake my head upon leaving because both James and Annalise weren't nothing but two damn clowns. Two! <clears> that nigga can get every bit of whatever God's giving him. Nigga, you praying to me now? That's what we doing? Nigga, please, watch this. And you don't even know what James said to Annalise. Just because she smiled, she a nice person. Yeah. You a fool. We know that. You a predator, you a creeper, you a fool. And you a dummy, and you a coward. So fuck you. I'm glad you got fired. Whew. God, that felt great. 916-633-1537. Ratchet and at Gmail.com. Uh Ratchet Book Club on Twitter. Leave a review on Pod Chaser, Apple, wherever you go to. Uh, just type in the name of the show. Um, we have a Patreon. Uh, Patreon.com backslash single simulcast. We're starting up a go buy me a coffee. Actually, um, if you want to go over to go buy me a coffee, um, you can actually just help us pay for Kindle Unlimited, which is how we get our free books or donate money um, to buy actual books because every book that we're looking for isn't going to be available on there. <sighs> Thank you all so much for checking us out. I greatly appreciate it. Uh, y'all have a wonderful day. I'll holler at you later. Peace.